podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash realchronicles. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Real Chronicles, brought to you by realtalking.com. I'm your host, David, and I got the whole team with me today. Back like we never left. It's Lou. Guys. Oh, you guys, you guys got to work on your time. She's like, I'm not letting Jen take no. my spot in the intros. This is, a, this is all dude zone. Get this out is, right, a, this is a James Cameron zone right now. Yeah. yeah. All right, go ahead, G. You can go first. You're setting us back. Man, everyone knows who we are. How are you guys doing today? Hey, before, before, oh, be before, G, before be G now on? You're, you're definitely going to yeah, be G, G for now. We're definitely going to be G. But before we get into anything... Something happened last weekend. What happened? We got a cover. Some, <laughs> somebody got engaged. You Yay, got engaged, Lou? I, oh, I, I, no. <laughs> I, that's happened a long time ago. <laughs> but our co-hosts, David and Jen. Yay. David. He sounds so excited. Want to break down what you did? I'll let Jen just break a, it just, down. Just a quick. Oh, yeah, Jen. Let's Jen, see your side of the story. Because my side's, my side's pretty bland and boring because I'm the one doing the planning. So you guys were at Rocky Horror. bland and boring. So our first date uh, almost three years ago this October was to go see the Rocky Horror Picture Show. So David was super cute, and he planned a. So we always go to this monster movie convention. Monster Mania. Uh, monster Mania. And they have it twice a year in Cherry Hill and then once in Hunt Valley, Maryland. And so we go a few times a year, and they always play Rocky Horror in the Cherry Hill um, conventions. So on Saturday at midnight. So Dave planned it out, and supposedly he had this ring since, like, forever ago. I saw it, like, six months ago. Yeah, see? I didn't know. Even I guess Gene I wasn't knew. supposed to know. Even Gene knew. Even Gene knew. Really? Yeah, I knew. Yeah, yeah. Gene knew. Damn. See? Everybody knew but me. I would hope so. Well, that's the point. <laughs> that's I know, but you know... <laughs> Anyway, so he blew me away, and um, he planned it with the cat, the Philly cast, Transylvania Nipple Productions. Man, your summary sucks. Why does my was, summary that suck? That a hell of a title. No, it's yeah. A, I know it's it's a good sign for your marriage, by the way. So <laughs> you suck. He, um, he planned it out, and he proposed at the beginning of the Rocky Horror Picture Show when um, they get there's you know the Brad and the wedding before couple. Brad and before Brad proposes to Janet. Yeah. And so he he just he blew no, me away. No, we need we need, we need emotion. So you were turned around. I saw the video. You were turned around. What were your thoughts? Oh man! So, they, you know, in the beginning of the show, they were like they came <laughs> up to us and they were like, "Oh, do you guys want to be our couple in you know, like for the wedding scene?" And we were like, "Okay, yeah, sure." So in my head, I'm thinking like this is kind of random that they chose us, but I was like, "Oh well, whatever." So we're going, and then I'm thinking in my head, "Oh man, now I'm gonna make a fool of myself in front of like because there's like a hundred, two hundred people in this room." A hundred. There's like three, four hundred people in there. No, babe, it's not like three, four hundred people. Yeah, a standing room only. I don't know. I was staring. All right, well, there were a lot of fucking people in this room, so <laughs> we go up, and then they put a veil on me. They put a little bow tie on Dave, and then um. We go up on stage and we're posing in the in the movie. The couple's taking a wedding photo at the end, and then we pose the same way. And then there's uh, Brad goes off to the side with Dave and to talk to him. And then Janet's talking to me and like I'm showing her my my fake ring or whatever. I'm making the motions, and she's like, "Okay, in like two seconds, you're gonna turn around and throw the bouquet." So when I turn around to throw the bouquet, I'm watching the movie play, and then all of a sudden it stops. <laughs> 
and I'm like, oh shit, there was like a DVD glitch. And now I just like threw the bouquet and I went off cue and I'm like, great. Now all these people saw me like act a fool. So now I turn around and I'm like, oh, this is so embarrassing. And then all of a sudden Dave comes down and he's down on one he's knee. He's on one knee, ladies and gentlemen. I was just trying to tie my shoes. Stop it. <laughs> And he's there with the ring, and he's, like, looking at me, and he's, like, and I'm, like. <gasps> Did you think it was real? I don't even, like, in that moment, I, at first I was, like, oh, man, I fucked up the scene. And then I'm, like, oh, my God. Dave's improvising, too. What's going on? It's <laughs> 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 not yet, babe. I'm, like, oh, shit. And so, and then I, like, jump for joy, and obviously I said yes. And here we are now. And Hashtag she said now. yes. So and we, then, got, uh, we got our first uh, so proposal exciting. of the podcast. I mean, I think no. We got we got G. G got a proposal. Whoever his significant other is, eventually. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Someday, G. And then Lewis got a proposal yesterday with I our did. other oh, with, yes. with our other former. Uh, I got best man duties. Lewis and Lewis and Serge. They're going Lewis. to Vegas, and I told them they just. G, you're more than welcome Dave. to come to this. G in Vegas. Wait, is what be you? Fun. We're going to Vegas bachelor for his party. bachelor party. Oh, I love Vegas. But you just can't lose them. And if you I do, so look him. on the roof. That's all, all right, I have. So, so we all knew. And as long, and I'm going to like say like this now. And I, I'm, I need my best men and my groomsmen and G. I need all you guys to like make sure I get to Celine Dion in Vegas. Oh, yeah. No, I yeah. will not. I can't. We, we had this conversation. Jesus, <laughs> you guys all fucking suck. You're all the I, only one that wants to go see Celine Dion. I'm the one getting Vegas. married. I think I should get at least something I want. I think G would want to go see Britney. There you go. Yeah. Is she still there? It's Britney, Man, <laughs> fuck Britney. I'll take Celine over Britney. Right, before we get, we Britney, uh, have you not seen Piece of Me? Because it's pretty good. <laughs> <Piece of me. laughs> what the fuck is Pieces of Me? <laughs> No, no, it's the name of her show. It's Peace and Oh, <laughs> I was like, is that a bad, another bad movie she was in with Crossroads? Right, well, before Crossroads. we start getting no, into no, real, no. Real, it actually, we got... So, Dave oh. planned it perfectly. Yeah. I couldn't, I was blown away, and I'm so excited to marry him. Well, like I was saying, before we get into movie stuff, since we all knew, except for Jen, yeah. I want to know, how long ago did Miss Alina know? Oh, my mom She knew around the same time you knew. Awesome. So, everyone's known for a few months. Everybody's known, and nobody let it slip. Of course not. I know, but I'm surprised because usually people have a hard time keeping secrets. But well, I'm glad. I'm glad I was surprised. I mean, I was je- like, I was like, and even like if you watch, my friend took a video of it, and Dave's walking up the stage, and he's got the box, the ring box in his hand on the left, and, and look, I'm on his right. So like, I, my mom's like, you didn't know, you didn't see it, and I was like, no, I had no idea. I wasn't looking there. I was just that worried was about like all these wide people. Open. Everyone in the crowd was like, I know what's coming. What's going on? Yeah, like, I had no idea. But if you watch it in the video, it's like, hello. But, yeah. Well, congratulations, guys. Thank Thanks. you. And Yay. moving on to sad news. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, what a segue there, buddy. Right? Yeah, what a segue. Damn, <laughs> you, you know me and my segues on yeah. here. So now unfo- let's talk about this. <laughs> unfortunate, unfortunately, we've lost another iconic director in the horror genre. As what? What does he call? What's his name, Jen? Wow, Toby. You sure? Yeah. Okay, it's not Tobe. No, it's Toby Hooper. So Toby we lost. Hooper. We lost Toby Hooper today at the age of seventy-four. Way to make fun of me for, for the one. For those that don't know who Toby Hooper is, he directed one of the what a top five G. Yeah, yeah, I would say top five. One of the top five horror films of all time, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and that's where I know him from. He also directed Poltergeist. Which might be like in the yeah. top twenty, I think. Yeah, I agree with you. I love Poltergeist. Yeah, you know what's I funny? Like I just saw Poltergeist 
Probably like a year and a half. Hey, ago. Really, you guys were, well, we'll get into the whole well. There's a there's this like thing that like a lot of people think like Poltergeist is like kind of like not as scary as it is because it's everyone associated with it with Spielberg because he produced it and stuff. And some people allegedly think he directed some of it. That's another story. But like it is actually pretty scary. It's pretty creepy. I think. I agree. And it's um we were talking about was it last week or two weeks ago when we were talking about Last House on the Left. Uh, yeah ago. yeah and how gritty that was texas chainsaw took the gritty and put it like at yeah. another level the way he filmed yeah. that film so like you're watching people acting it feels like it's a real thing going yeah on. and like it was i mean it looked like he f- filmed it like on like the cheapest possible camera you possibly could use yeah and i and i'm g being we're speaking off the line we we're into like making of documentaries and i don't know if you saw this documentary it's on the anniversary edition of texas chainsaw when they were making that movie, if you if you seen the original Texas Chainsaw, yeah. so like that final scene when they're in that house, mm-hmm. there's no air conditioning in there, and that roasted uh, that, pig, that pig <laughs> that they had in the middle of the of the table yeah. just rotted because they were filming and filming for hours, so it smelled, and wow. it was hot, and I think they filmed that like it took like six or seven hours in one night just to film that final scene, dude. Uh, um, three of the principal people from that movie are no longer with us. Marilyn Burns passed away some time ago. Uh, Gunnar Hansen, who played Leatherface, is also uh, passed away as well. And now Toby Hooper, which kind of sucks. And I know we were speaking off the line, too. I actually like Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2 because of the switch into more of a, like an Evil Dead 2 horror comedy type of type of vibe that I got from it. So I enjoyed that for what it was. I know you were a little bit more iffy, right, G? I'm a little lukewarm on it. I mean, I appreciate it for what it is. It's just like, I just feel like you can't go from like what the first one was into what that became. But I mean, I, I guess I appreciate it for what it is. So, I mean, Toby Hooper, George Romero, we'll miss you guys. R.I.P. Now, moving on to a little brighter note on the uh, horror yeah, genre. May, May 50 and 0. Oh, we're not going to. No, that. we're not going. We don't talk. We're not talking about that. Jen's still just upset. Wanna, just Jen's still upset. Out there. I am sad. I really wanted McGregor to win. I mean, I knew like realistically, he did a good job. Wouldn't. He did really well. Uh, yeah, everyone, everywhere, every, every but, the bar I was, everyone wanted McGregor to win. There were no Mayweather. Man, fans, no one likes so. Mayweather. Yeah. Well, I, he comes well, after he, did, he wins. Did he, like, today. Well, he beat like three of his girlfriends allegedly. Why did him get <laughs> clock like million dollars? That's maybe. like nobody likes Mayweather until he wins, and you get like all the tweets like oh, "Congratulations, champ." Man, yeah. Like, li- liking Mayweather is like liking that movie Baywatch, right, G? <laughs> I mean, I like Baywatch. <laughs> <laughs> No, but moving on to like more positive news on the hard. I watched. Genre. I watched it again, by the way, and, and it I sucked did. even more. I bet, didn't it? No, did it get better? It was, not, it was like not bad. It's or like, were you really hard. watching it for one particular person? We know who Kelly War- Kelly Warbach. Yeah, she's still fine. <laughs> <laughs> but moving on to a good movie, we're two weeks away <laughs> from one of the probably the most an- one of the highest anticipated horror movies in what like the last ten years, maybe. I think, uh, yeah, yeah. I think you know what? I, I think so. I'll, I'll go on a limb and say this is probably the most anticipated since Zombies Halloween. Because I remember, uh, I know you hate it. I know you hate it. But in 2007. No, one was anticipating his No, stop. The hype was real in 2007. No like, oh, I can't wait till this comes out. Really? Yeah, since that? I'm trying to think of anything I'm else. trying to think like commercial, like a commercial well, horror Conjuring movie. And well, we're others. just talking about the, the, not, the no, Conjuring no, no, didn't no. have a hype that it put it in IMAX, dude. No, 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 we're not talking about sequels, right? Because a lot of people were like hyped for like Paranormal Activity two off the first. Oh, one. I think, I think, for me, because I remember, unlike G over here, 
I remember the hype for Halloween in 2007. There was like a there lot. Was no- Stop it. You just don't like the movie. <laughs> it was no hype at all. But we were all wondering, is it going to be good? Is it going to be like like the Dark Tower is going to be underwhelming? However. Oh, whoa, whoa, that was a jab. <laughs> early, re- jab. <laughs> early reactions for it. I think we're in line for something really special. Awesome. So some of the tweets that have no reviews yet. I think they're on their embargo for another week. Okay. Uh, but early tweets have said, I've seen it. I think it's one of the finest Stephen King adaptations ever made. Beyond Killer Clowns, it also d- delves into the grief and anger kids feel when they realize those who should love and protect them do the opposite. Uh, there are themes in King's stories that filmmakers often ignore, but the best adaptations figure out that the, uh, they're the most vital part. So they also said that it's it's creepy, bloody, super funny, adorably romantic, and hands down among my favorite films of the year. Another person said the same thing about it being funny. It was surprisingly funny. Uh, it movie is everything I hope for and more. It has heart, laughs, and tons of incredible scares. Fell in love with the losers. Didn't want it to end. Oh man! It movie good. is a very handsome, polished execution of a story you know inside out. The big surprise is Finn Wolf. I, I I can't say his name for his last name correctly from uh, Stranger Things. What is it, Wolf? Wolfhard. Yeah. Wolfhard. Yeah, really earns his spot. I love the it movie. It's everything I wanted. Scary as shit. Skarsgård nails Pennywise, and the losers are perfection. There you go. So, I think start the hype train. It's the hype train is if it was it was already big because even G was predicting uh, that it's going to make fifty million dollars. I think. Do you so, think it could push? I mean, it's it's crazy to think that a horror movie could get to here in a week one. But do you think with the IMAX it could put get close to a hundred? Uh, no, I don't think I so. I don't think so either. Even no, with, that, even with I, the extra IMAX screenings? I think I horror so. is too, like, it's not a, it's not mainstream enough to hit that. Cause what's the, like, what's the previous high that we have for horror? It's I think a 50, it's pa- no, it's, uh, yeah, Paranormal Activity 3, I believe. Was it, 50, or it was, was 50, it, 54, 55, about that. Yeah. And that was PG-13 as well, so, right? Or was it? No, it was Radar, I believe. Oh, it was R? Yeah. Oh, what was that? All all the, all the, I think all the Paranormal <laughs> Activities were Rated R. I think so, yeah. No, horror has this weird stigma where it's like you're gonna get the people who are gonna go see it, like us. Then it's always gonna be like the two other kind of people that are gonna be like they're either too scared and don't want to go see it, yeah, or the ones that are like, oh, horror and movies are corny. I this don't one I did. This tweet I didn't mention. That's a good point that you were talking that you were mentioning right now. Um, they said that this movie shows why horror films need to be rated R. Okay. Because it handles its rate its rating better than most horror films. Like that's what I liked about. I mean. I liked them more than G did, but Annabelle's rated R. It was rated R. Yeah. Paranormal so Paranormal Activity was rated R. Annabelle's rated R, and I think it shows it in certain aspects of it. Mm-hmm. Unlike uh, one of G's favorite films of 2017, The Bye Bye Man, which wow. is PG. <laughs> Why you gotta lie? <laughs> <laughs> that definitely made it top 10. Um, it's like P- that's PG-13, and it's the worst shit I've seen all year. And the years all D- over. But PG thirteen horror can be good. Like the Ring was, I think PG thirteen, right? I hmm. believe no. The Ring was rated R. Oh, R? Yeah. Wait, I gotta nope. find. It was PG thirteen. PG thirteen. Oh no, the Ring is PG thirteen. Yeah. I was what about the say, Grudge? Really is the Grudge PG thirteen? The Grudge, I think. Actually, I don't know. I'll let Jen's looking that up as we speak. Let's see. The Grudge was PG thirteen. Yeah. That was. Okay, I, had, I had to shout out my booster. I'm show Geller. Sorry, I needed an excuse. 
Shout, shout out, out to Sh- shout out to Sarah Michelle Gellar who died twice in the '90s in horror films. Uh, we're gonna mention that a lot in October, I think. I really, <laughs> I recently saw Scream. I think I, I think I texted you guys when I saw this. Scream was I forgot how good Scream was, man. Isn't the first ten minutes like, glorious? I knew it was good. That the first ten minutes was glorious. When we see her hanging from that tree. Oh you know, my god, it's like bliss. And uh, because of the tour de force performance by Drew Barrymore. That's Stop with your nonsense. It's, she's cut, at, cut and paste, man. Cut and paste. How many takes do you think that took, G? You love Drew Barrymore. Uh, I do. I predict I 25. I'll take a solid 55 takes. What are you talking No, No, she's a pro. <laughs> <laughs> so, total. I mean, so it, God willing, it's good. And what worries me is what wor- worries uh, most fans of the original is that the second half of might suck when we get the second part. We'll see. When Man, I'm hoping to switch it up. Dude, I don't think it has any competition when it comes out either. I think it kind of no, has it's by itself. Week. It has a weekend to itself. That's why I'm I like, think they have like the next two, like those two weekends pretty much until like Kingsman comes out. Yeah, because Kingsman is September 22nd. I believe. More shout out for it. Oh, Kingsman too. feels like a much bigger movie than a September movie. It's so weird that it's coming out September 20th. <laughs> I, yeah. I feel like I'm surprised it didn't come out in the summer, actually. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe they're not being... I, I mean, they have to be confident about it. I, I, I just kind of weird that it came out in September. I think. That definitely looked like a July movie. Yeah, for sure. But it, go see it. Please support it because we all love the horror genre here and we need it to yeah. stay strong. Definitely going to look forward to that. Now, moving on to Jen's favorite director. James Cam- my favorite director. James Cameron's in the news. Oh, James. <laughs> Let's talk about James. I don't I don't know how we gotta get this started. Do I just quote it? Just quote it. Just quote it. Alright, so James Cameron had a little something to say about Wonder Woman. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, Well, do you uh did you uh were you like surprised when you first heard it though? I when I read the headline I was like, Why is James Cameron commenting on any movie right now? He should be hard at work on his Avatar sequel. Anyway, quote what he said. I think G made the or perfect not, line the we, other nobody day. Nobody wants to see them. Because G, G was saying that um, he should just be in Avatar land right now. Yeah, just stay there. So no basically, one... he said Wonder Woman is a step backwards. Hmm. And for what, though? Like, I didn't understand his... like he, he made it seem like it was a step back for women, even though it was like a pretty women-empowering movie. He yeah. said that... Uh, she is an objectified icon. Like basically, like the in a nutshell, he was implying that because he compared it to like Sarah Connor, who's kind of like you know she's been through the ringer and she's kind of troubled. She's so not she's like you know, she's not like she's a grittier and, and she's gritty, so that makes her more of a female icon. I, he basically kind of said that you can't be beautiful and also be strong. Right. I disagree with that. I mean, we were even watching when we were watching Terminator 2 on yesterday. um, So she is grittier. She's more grungy. Her hair's a mess, like whatever. But she's not she's walking around without a bra on. Right. So that's sort of objectifying her anyway, because the camera doesn't quite fully pan into it, but it. You can tell she's not walking around with a bra on. She did the same. She's there for the male She did the same thing with. With Ripley and Aliens. Yes, I know. See, that's what I told you yesterday, too. Because bras, man, they're a man-made thing, man. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, you know, I don't know. He can say, like, oh, you know, she's too pretty and to be strong and she's being objectified and whatnot. But 
he's done it, so I don't know, you know. And then his whole other thing is that he's, like, fallen in love with strong, independent women, but then they didn't need him. So his last wife, who actually he cheated on Linda Hamilton with, or he was dating Linda Hamilton and married to her and then cheated with Susie, uh, but it, supposedly she's a strong, independent woman who does need him, but most of them don't. So I don't think that's fair either. If you're independent, do you, would you really need somebody? <laughs> well, <laughs> kind of an oxymoron right there. I think it, I think even like independent is like more they're self-sufficient like they can do things and not have to wait for on someone else but you could still need someone else I think it just depends on the person and obviously personalities I mean he's been married five times so you know the that's question why. That, the question that came out no judgment here I, with that but I mean don't you know don't yeah. also blame your ex-wives because you know, it takes two to tango here in a marriage. Exactly. But my question coming out of this article was, has he never seen, like, Wonder Woman in any adaptation? Like, what did, what did he expect her to look like on screen? Like, did she, That's kind of what Patty, Patty Jenkins made a reference to that. Uh, yeah. yeah before. Actually, she commented on what he said, but she's actually made a reference to this before about people uh, talking about, like, Gal Gadot's look and, like, Wonder Woman's look overall. And she's basically saying this is what the character looks like. Like, she didn't, like, change anything for her film. Like, this is what the, how the character was created. So, like, she's not going to, like, change it or do anything to it because right. that's how, you know, that's how it started. Like, and, she didn't do that herself. And she, actually, the creator of Wonder Woman, I think, was, what's his name? And I think he originally created her to be quite, uh, the guy himself was, it was quite he was, kinky. He was, yeah, he was married he was, like, to two I women. he was, like, into BDSM at the time. Of yeah. Women his creation so married the two women they were into beauty and mess and he kind of shot that character along their his relationship right. with those two women so that's why he you know and jenkins responded she acted like you were saying jay she said um it's, yeah i have her whole quote here so she said james cameron's inability to understand what wonder woman is or stands for to women all over the world is unsurprising as though he is a great filmmaker he is not a woman she also said strong women are great his praise of my film monster which is a great film yeah, really and cool. our portrayal of strong of a strong yet damaged woman was so appreciated. But if but if women have to always be hard, tough, and troubled to be strong, and we aren't free to be multi multi dimensional or celebrate an icon of women everywhere because she is attractive and loving, then we haven't come very far, have we? I believe women can and should be everything, just like male lead characters should be. There is no right and wrong kind of powerful woman, and the massive female audience who made this film a hit it. The film, the f who made the film a hit, it is can surely choose and judge their own icons of progress. Thanks for the save. You're welcome. Maybe, maybe he's just jealous. That's why I'm your boo boo. There you go. Maybe like, he's that it's like it made a lot of money and like people were talking about it being like a strong like movement for women. Like maybe he's just jealous because like once upon a time, you know, he was kind of like lauded for that. He's just feeling salty because it's taken him ten years to make a, a, re a sequel. Like nobody's excited for Avatar two now. Nobody. No, I'm just mad because he hasn't made a good movie since True Life. Sorry, oh, Tyson, Avatar lovers out there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know any. I'm just wondering what he expect. Like, did he expect her to like have like camel pants and a bulletproof vest the whole movie? I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't. Get Jamie what... Lee Curtis in that movie was strong, and independent. Oh, and True Lies. Yeah, and True Lies. She was. I mean, she kind of started out as like a Susie homemaker, and then she right. kind of. But she's attractive. Oh yeah. Just yeah, she was hot in the movie. Yeah. Then the end. You have the whole I, scene where I, she strips I, off her clothes. Like, how's that? Yeah, that's objectifying. 
I just think he's nuts right yeah. now, and we'll got, s- just focus on Avatar. Yeah, now. seriously, and let's just remember James Cameron for what he was, not what he is I, today. Well, I'm kind of curious, like what you know, people like Sigourney Weaver or even, I mean, I guess Linda Hamilton would have nothing nice to say, but <laughs> like, what would she say? Like, what would they say to his comment about Wonder Woman? She's too, like, I think they feel the same way. Sigourney's too busy with Defenders, man. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, she's raking in all that money. Ah, that, that, <laughs> was, that, that was, was a good segue. segue. That That's a good segue. segue. But she's, is she also in his Avatar sequels? I think she is. Yeah, she is. I think she's supposed to be. Um, well, she probably gave him a hard talking to. <laughs> she is she is badass in Defenders. So we can't really do spoilers, G, because Lewis has still not seen it. I'm pretty ah, sure, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure like episode, 60% of America. Oh. <laughs> oh, dude, that was that what we um we spoke off the line about this, G and I. Was that the the thing you were talking about that was surprising? That thing, that really surprising, yeah, that thing. Yeah, so well, I feel like every every one of those Marvels <laughs> Netflix shows always have like a surprising episode. So the person I thought was gonna die didn't die. So okay, yeah, yeah. they usually do that. Like, there's always like a twist. Hope- and like, now, I don't know what you guys you're are talking about. You're hoping it's gonna be Iron Fist. You're hoping for Iron Fist. No, I'm not one of those toolboxes <laughs> no, online. No, he can't die. He got season two. He has to be alive. Jen didn't yeah. like him though. Jen said he's whiny. I thought he was a little. Uh, he Jen, was still kind of whiny. He was, he was like, uh, so okay. I think he got better like, towards the this now, end. Right? He got better towards the end, but I think in the beginning he was a little—he was still a little whiny. And I was like, "Oh, Danny, you're so but he, immature." But like, it was great. People were putting him in his place. I know like, it was that like, I didn't like. I just thought he was like—he was just very immature. And that—and that's not like I feel like Daredevil as a whole was more wise about certain things. I mean, he—he he had his own motive for certain stuff, but for I'm the glad most part, he's a seasoned fruit. superhero. <laughs> Jessica Jones is just there, like. Ah, and Jessica Jones this. just wants a drink and whatever. Yeah, she's like, oh, I guess I'll go along. She's and, like a normal yeah. person. Like if a normal person yeah, happened yeah. to be a superhero, that's what they would be like. Yep. Like I don't really want she's to be. Like, here. You know what I was thinking when I was watching it? <laughs> I, I guess was like, I'll have to do it. When I was watching it, I remember. Remember that terrible Will Smith movie, Hancock? I literally oh, yeah, yeah. I saw half of that like two days ago. And he was like that superhero that really doesn't want to be a superhero or whatever. Terrible. That's, oh, that movie's garbage. No. Hot garbage. Um. But yeah, hey, that's how I feel Jessica Jones. I, but I love Jessica Jones. Yeah, I think is. in order for me, I would say Matt Murdock, Charlie Cox, and Kristen Ritter were my top two. Oh, they, they, they own they own that. They like own they, yeah. the, the whole show. And I just feel like Daredevil is so above all of them, though. In terms of even development, I think. Well, he has two seasons. He does have two seasons. We haven't really gotten two seasons of anyone else, so. Yeah, that's true. I mean, no, that's I guess a good that, point. That's, that's a good point. And everything that happened on... You know, without spoiling it for Lou, everything that happened with his character, I thought was really well done. I think so. And I, will say, really I will well say, I will say, Foggy, and, Foggy, and uh, Karen, and Karen needs to go. Well, Karen, I think, hey, is okay, gonna make her cameo in the Punisher. So, like, I didn't mention it on in my review because I was trying to give credit to all the supporting characters. Like, I thought they used the supporting characters really well. Like, I thought they used Rosario Dawson really well, and like even I mean, uh, Colleen from like Iron Fist. I actually yeah. thought that she was fine. I thought they used them all really well. Um, I should have mentioned, and I didn't. I did not like Karen or Foggy Nelson. They were both annoying. Like I and feel like, like <laughs> they were trying to be that moral compass for him. Like I don't want you to yeah. be him anymore. You seen Lou? You seen Daredevil? I've seen Daredevil. Too, right? yeah. So you know how they're like, we, yeah. they know he's Daredevil. Yeah. Like the whole season, this is not too spoilery, but they're like telling him, we don't want you to be Daredevil. You have to be. Well, I saw the first episode of Defenders, and when I saw both of them, I kind of did feel like they were. And I love Foggy for for him to yeah. be like that annoying. 
They were like, already out of place for episode one when I saw it. I think Karen was more annoying than Foggy. Karen's though, always Foggy, annoying. Foggy, like, kind of, at, you know, eventually, he's like, okay. But um, Karen Well, thankfully, they didn't use her a lot. <laughs> I will say I did really enjoy seeing them all there in the show without giving anything away. Yeah, well, I, I kind of cool like seeing all the all. intersection cool. of everybody. Yeah, they connected everything perfectly. Everything really well. And I do, what I, wanted. I do like how this, the season ended without spoiling it, of course. How everything yeah. like connects. Yeah. I'm surprised it was that short. It was only eight episodes? Yeah. yeah. Um, it had to do with um, mostly with scheduling because they knew they had to get started on Luke Cage season two and they had to get started on Jessica Jones season two. So they only had some of them for a little bit and that's kind of why it was only eight episodes I think but they, they said that uh, marvel that. marvel and netflix they said we're totally on board they're like how many do you want to do and they're like we can only do eight and they're like okay that's fine if you can tell the story that you can need to tell in eight episodes then go for it so i mean it had a lot to do with like you know being able to you had to get them back to their individual shows because they knew they had were on a tight schedule so did, did that affect the story in any way? In your no, opinions? not at no? all. all right, no, fine. no, it didn't feel rushed at all. So there are a lot of people that because so, uh, so I saw the first four uh, after Comic Con, and so like I knew when they kind of teamed up before like a lot of people did and stuff, and I was perfectly fine with how it flowed. And I actually, I think I told you guys I only need to watch the last four and then I'll review it. But I ended up just sitting down and rewatching it from start to finish. And it flowed really well to me. I didn't think it felt slow. I thought that, like, they kind of paired them off in the first couple episodes really well. Like, pairing off Luke Cage and Iron Fist, I thought, worked well. And then, like, pairing off Jessica Jones and Matt Murdock before they all kind of get together worked well. And by the time you get to the end of episode three, which is, like, still, like, I I don't want to, I mean, I know he hasn't seen it. But, like, when they do kind of get together in that big fight scene in the hallway that's in the trailers, mm-hmm. it's pretty epic. It's pretty damn good <laughs> yeah that is... but but you feel like you earn it you feel like you earn that like as when that happens like you've earned it over the last like two there's a sequence in, there's yeah a i sequence definitely didn't find the... the pacing slow though at all there's a sequence in the early episodes when they finally all get together that's bananas it's so good it's so, so good, good. It, it, it goes into like every season every one of these series has that one sequence mm-hmm. this one has like two or three just the way the camera like wraps around, like to like, kind of get them all in that one spot. It's just so good. It's like it's and and they use Wu Tang's Thirty Six Chamber album. Oh yeah, Luke oh Cage. they do. Yeah. No, <laughs> when they use a certain song on there, I won't say what it is. Okay, uh, it it I'll works so well. It did look kind of corny though in that first episode when they cut to Luke Cage and it goes directly into rap music. That was a little corny. But if it's like you know, well, it goes, it goes it, from like yeah, show, to yeah. Their, like, it felt it like, felt like uh, when they went into the Black Ranger and the Power Rangers. And they were like the DJ scratches. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that on the TV show. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, do you like the use of a uh, color? Because everyone talked about that too. How like in their individual scenes, you you could kind of tell you were watching like. Yep, you were going with their Jessica. show. Yeah. 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 And then it, when they all kind of came together, it kind of was like a like a little bit of a, a, a hybrid mesh of everything. Their styles. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's. I thought that was yeah. I thought that was done well too. Yeah, because like Jessica, anytime there was like just Jessica Jones, you could kind of see Very like grayish, the right? more <laughs> muted grayish yeah. color, yeah. the and then, more like her and being then when like hungover. Uh, Matt yeah, it's yeah, all like dark and shit. Yeah, dark and shit. Luke Cage is more contrast and yeah. uh, and high five uh, vibrance. And What's, then and Iron Fist is like regular, right? Just whiny colors. <laughs> whiny no, it's a, uh, it's <laughs> like it was, a green. It was all no. green. <laughs> <laughs> so defenders, watch it. I gotta watch defenders and what was that, G? 
you guys are. Uh, I, I okay. So I, when I'm watching it last week, I'm going on Twitter just to see what people are saying about it because like it's cool when like something first starts to stream. Yeah. Everyone goes on Twitter and like has what they need to say. So I found some like really cool like gifs and memes. Like there were some funny ones. Everyone was loving the show, but for the most part, everyone kept shitting on Finn Jones, Danny Rand, Iron Fist. Still, Poor and Iron I don't Fist. think it's. I don't think it's necessary because he wasn't bad. No, he's he was perfectly performance fine. Performance-wise, he was fine. He's yeah. like he was much better on here than he was on Iron Fist. I think I agree. Playing, and I, I think like playing off Iron of those Fist. guys like yeah. helped him. But like he, I mean, like I didn't know a lot about Iron Fist going into it. I didn't know that he only had three weeks to train before he did Iron Fist. Like all the like, like fight training he had to do was oh, only man. three weeks. So that's why some of the people complain about the fight scenes on Iron Fist. Well, he didn't have a lot of time to do it. And that's why it's a little better on the defenders. Like he probably had more time to do it. And I, I don't know. He just—I thought he was more developed on this show. He I didn't actually really... became the president of the Finn Jones fan club after defenders. I did. I didn't think he was whiny. <laughs> Sorry. And then, like he has I don't know. I guess to... it's just he's immature in a sense. Like I don't know. Like yeah, he. But then Luke Cage put him in his place. He yeah, sure I did. really like that. I did. But that's the thing. I just felt like he's just less. Less mature than the other ones, I guess. And I guess you can't really say Jessica's very mature per se, but I guess she's like, you know, she's she knows she has to do something. <laughs> she's willing to get it done and she's being like more reasonable. He's just being like a little, he's being a little whiny and he's like, no, but we have to stick together and we have to do this. Or like, oh, there's like certain instances in the show. I would have to like go back to just point it out. But there are certain like things where he's like not listening to anybody else's he's just like this is what we have to do and we have to take down the hand and we have to whatever and he's like no you know i don't know there's just certain things I get it. Yeah. Well, but i think i think his back his origin is just inherently cheesy it's hard not to make that like not sound ridiculous and they make they poke fun at and that made too. fun of it so and a lot good. of fans yeah. thought they made fun of him they they picked on him because of the reaction to iron fist but that's not the case because Iron Fist didn't premiere until they were shooting their season finale. So, like, it was, you I mean, know, it I was love like, Colleen Wing. She's it was just great. like a, a, it was just a function of, like, I think everyone kind of thought that's how those characters would react to him because they're all kind of based in a little bit more of a, a reality, even though, like, Daredevil has a connection to that stuff too. But, like, they're all based a little bit more in real life than, than his backstory. Yeah. Right. So, like, them reacting the way they do, like, Jessica Jones cracking on him and Luke Cage being like, this is ridiculous. Like, it makes sense that they would react that way. And I think it was good that they kind of had them react that way. Now, this... <laughs> from from good comic book news to that DC thing. There's a lot of DC things. That's the issue. So Which DC thing? Well, not, well DC, DC it over, vomited out a bunch of news this week. It all revolved around <laughs> and, the same character, so the we're issue. just going to throw everything together like they do. Yeah. Um, well, so, you can go first. Wait, what happened first? So let's do first. We're we're gonna get apparently we're gonna get a Joker origin film. That was that was the breaking news. Written and directed by Todd Phillips, and produced by Martin Scorsese. Well, okay. that's the only good thing that's attached to it. Like I, that producing thing, I I that's not gonna change my opinion about a, a Joker origin film written and directed by a guy that's made one good movie. Cause I yeah. like the Hangover, and that's about it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, 
I always feel like the Joker never should get an origin, and they're making an origin movie. No, Lou, but I'm not done yet. Okay, go on. The origin story is going to recast the Joker. Oh, yeah, I know. Dun, and then, dun, dun. Well, go on to the next news. There you go. So the next day, we get that there is a Joker and Harley Quinn film in the works. Which I, I feel we've heard this before. Yeah. Okay. But what, are we going to get a new Joker? You, you, no, no, we're, we're not. Using, we're using the Jared Leto Joker. We're going to use Jared Leto and Margot Robbie. Of course. Which is fine, because Margot Robbie is going to be Harley Quinn and everything that's coming up. Her but own spinoff. Yeah. Knowing how they're going, hopefully. Gotham Sirens. So is he a part of that, too? Yes, he's supposed to be. He's supposed so to be making still, a cameo in that. Suicide Squad to Gotham Sirens and Joker and Hollywood. Right, so that's, he's got three movies. but And then that's it. But wait, there's more. All right, we're still getting that Batman movie. Oh, oh I love I th- this one is I'm with like I was reading reactions to it. The other news is that Matt Reeves said that the Batman will not be in the DCU. But wait, there's more. There the next day he said, it, "Oh, wait a minute, it is going to be in the DCU." All right, so where is the publicist? Fair, we got to defend, we got to defend him a little bit. So he made that original comment back in July, uh, and I guess someone took that comment and ran with it for a new story. Um, but still, even if he made that comment back in July, it's still the same comment. And I don't know what happened. I don't know if someone from Warner Brothers, like, called him up and was like, dude, you got to correct this. Or, like, we're having a really shitty week. Can you uh, make everyone feel better? Uh, tell them that it's still a part of the DC. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course it is. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I feel like we don't have anything good to say about any of this. Let's say hypothetically, right? Let's say hypothetically that is not part of the DCEU, right? So we're getting an origin story with a different Joker. The Harley Quinn Joker movie with Jared Leto, which has nothing to do with that origin story. Then we're getting nope. a Batman movie that has nothing to do with either of those two movies. That's a whole... Moral of the story? That's a shit ton of just, like, just, garbage. Let's just destroy this universe, man. Well, I'm going to play I'm gonna play devil's advocate for a second. Because someone, uh, one of my friends was like, okay, the only upside to like doing these movies that aren't connected to the current DCEU is that maybe potentially you can have a situation where you get something like the dark Knight, which is like, you know, not a part I mean, it made the original three movies and it's not a part of anything that's currently going on. So maybe you can get something great because it doesn't have to be tied down to being connected to all these other movies that they're trying to do. That works so in, I understand that, that. That works in so, theory, but it doesn't work when you already have a universe going on. I can't, I, like, there it, also, no it also it also confuses the casual movie goer. Exactly. Yeah. It's like you're not Marvel's not going to say, "Hey, let's create a new Iron Man origin," but we're not going to cast RDJ. Yeah, and we're still we're, and we're still having that universe going on. And basically. I know what people people might say, "Oh, but you know, it's a younger Joker. You can't cast Jared Leto." CGI man. <laughs> You Jared, Lil still, Lil, Jared Lil still looks about thirty though. Yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> and whether or not, and, and, and whether he does or not, look at Avenger, not uh, not that, Avenger, it, Civil War, yeah. where they young, they they CGI'd RDJ to look like he's like fifteen, sixteen years old. Exactly, and, and it's not even about who they're casting; it's just the fact that we're getting potentially three Jokers. I can say, and I I I'm like eighty percent sure with my assumption here that none of the none of these movies get made except the Batman movie. No, I think I think the Harley Quinn and Joker like so here's why it, it sounds rushed because it is rushed. They're running they're they're trying to get all this stuff done because they only have the cast that they have for the DCU for a certain amount of movies and a certain amount of like years, like a time frame. So that's why they're rushing this whole like we have to get Suicide Squad 2 done, we have to get this Joker Harley Quinn movie done, because they only have 
Margot Robbie and Jared Leto for a set amount of time. And, like, reading that part of it, the fine print, like, that explains why it's all so rushed. And that's what makes it look even worse if you're looking into it more. It's like you're, you're doing this because you're running out of time and you feel like you have to get this stuff made. I, I really feel like when they put that news out there, especially about the Joker origin movie, I kind of feel like they thought that people were going to be like, oh, that's so cool. Like, that'd be, like, a good idea. Like, yeah, oh, they, we, didn't, they probably didn't think to get backlash. You know, yeah. and, like, uh, some people on my Instagram page kind of made it. They just say it can only work if they did, if they adapted. Uh, I don't really know this, but the the killing joke or whatever, that kind of, it goes into his origins a little bit. Yeah. The Joker has different origins, Bat- though. But I guess that includes Batman, so you would have to include, uh, like, well, yeah, how do you... And the killing joke, if they were yeah. to make the killing joke into a live action movie, there is no way that movie is not rated R. Yeah, exactly. There is, but, it is impossible to make that movie PG-13. There's too much shit that happens in that. Work and, all, and all four different origins and stuff. I mean, because, like, I, I mean, I love Gotham. I think I've made that clear on other episodes of this. And I, I'm, I'm all for it. It doesn't really follow the comic books, whatever. But they've actually done a good thing as far as, like, putting a spin on people's different origin stories and you know, stuff. They have, like they, have. they made I, the penguin interesting they made the riddler interesting they did the stuff with the joker without really calling him the joker they did that whole thing with jerome which was really good uh actually if, if anyone were to play him in the movie i would be down for that guy to play him because he was really good like, he would definitely go uh, for the origin yeah but like you know i'm okay with you doing that like but it it has to make sense so it makes sense on something like gotham it doesn't make sense with what's going on now because you're like trying to like do damage control because no one really has enjoyed other than wonder woman uh the movies you've come out with so far in this like universe that you're setting up and it's gonna get worse in yeah, three no, months no, nobody's excited about justice league justice league i mean like justice league is gonna make money like it's gonna open really well it's you know, gonna make money hypothetically speaking if that movie it's gonna get if, shit if it, if, it flops. Get, if it gets destroyed by critics which i'm Pretty sure it will. Hundred percent sure it will. And it only makes five hundred million dollars. Like worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. Do does Warner's think about cutting this over? Uh, yeah, I think they yeah, take like a three year break and replay. Dude, because everything. if they if Justice League doesn't make a billion a billion, this movie has to make a billion dollars for it to be successful. Well, that's not gonna happen. I mean, exactly. I'm because look at everything. What did Batman versus Superman? Do? I mean, the only one that was like actually successful was, uh, I mean, I guess Batman versus Superman on paper was successful, but they need to make a little bit more money, I guess, to break even. I, I com- uh, this Suicide Squad made money. I would compare this though because Justice League is the equivalent to the Avengers in terms of like it's your team up, it's everyone on screen. You know what I mean? Yep. So if Avengers made what one point, it made over a billion. I think it's like one point five billion or something. Yeah, but everybody was excited for that movie. The trailers were awesome. The hype, the build up, all the, the movies movie leading up to it. Yeah, yeah but Warner's, Warner's expectations are this is our big team up. Yeah. So, like, they expect to make billions. But they put it in the work. Well, to gonna, to it's going to have the Wonder Woman effect, I think. I think there, it has some goodwill on its side because of Wonder Woman. Unless, rate, I, unless, uh, unless uh, reviews are bad. Now, I'm kind of predicting a solid 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> that's where I'm going right now. I am going to say, if we can predict it, and I think we should do, like, the week it comes out, we should do a final prediction. Mm-hmm. I am going to say a solid 24. You're 24. Okay. What did you say, G? A 34? I 30. I'm going to go 48. 
Oh, you have it higher than Beat I just have it just because of the people. Some people are going to give it like really high just because it's the first Justice League movie. Okay. Which will swing it to the upside. So no, it's, it's definitely going to make money. Uh, is it opening against anything significant? Like, it's kind of like. It's opening at a good time because it gets like it the opens whole, the like, week before. It, gets, it either opens the week before or the week after Thor. If it opens the week after Thor, they're in trouble. Oh, that's silly then. Never what, mind. Justice League? Yeah. November 17th. That's the week. Uh, so it also it, it also gets to Thor. manage the whole like Thanksgiving holiday too. Like it's gonna get a bump from that stuff, but I don't know. Thor's been getting. Some, I, I'm worried. Even though Thor is through. November third. All right, so it's two weeks after Thor. All right, so that might be a little. That bit might be a little. People might come off right. a high from so, Thor. Yeah, I'm Batman with you. Batman versus Superman has a 27 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, so I definitely stick with the 24 because I think. With all the issues going on with that, I think it's going to be worse than. Beaver and and uh, Suicide Squad, uh, I think it's like, did it do worse? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Listeners out there, take notes. We got to revisit this when the stores do. Come yeah, out. come November, we're going to definitely the, who, touch on this. Who got again. the right one? I'm like worried. Like it's just and like there's so many cooks in the kitchen on that movie. Like I mean, you have one. I mean, I understand why he had to step down from doing reshoots and stuff. It was a personal reason. But then you have another director coming in and doing reshoots, and they weren't just like tiny reshoots. They like it massive. was a significant yeah. amount of so, reshoots. I'm going to be that guy, and I don't care if I come off like an asshole. It is what it is. I'm just I, I want to be a realist on this. I'm for, it's unfortunate what happened with his family, but I'm pretty sure he got fired. I don't think it was that. I I think I, I kind of there has been rumors there about like there's been rumors about this. You know how sometimes studios fire someone and they're like they wanted you know part ways gracefully, yeah. So they release certain statements because you know that incident with his family it's unfortunate, but that happened in March or it happened months before he left the project. Yeah. So it's one of those like okay, like you know put two and two together as unfortunate that was. DC had been you know Warner's had been not liking what Snyder had been doing anyway. So. And the report reports that the first. Uh, cut was unwatchable. Like, how you not get fired after that? So, I mean, it's sad to say, but there's a lot of Snyder apologists out there. But those, you know, those apologists may not know what a good movie looks like. Exactly. So, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, it, it, that could very well be it. I mean, I mean, and it's kind of funny that they chose Joss Whedon because he's doing Bad Girl. So it's like. It it feels like this like early transition of like okay we're gonna get you started here because you're, you're taking good. on yeah uh, I mean but no matter how good he is I don't think he can save like a movie that's already nah, I agree with done. you unless you put like, Sarah Michelle Gellar in it right Jake? <laughs> oh please put Buffy as cyborg like cyborg cyborg transforms into Buffy by the film's end and shit <laughs> like bad girl he's like I'm I'm kind of surprised that he's never really worked with her since. I fear. I mean, I guess they, I, I think they got along. Hopefully, you think. But he hasn't worked with her since uh, Buffy, well, and he's worked with other Buffy people a lot. And has he? Yeah, I mean, like some like supporting characters have been on like some of his other shows and stuff. Well, we can only pray and hope that the DC finds we, a way. Finds find a way. It, finds its way. But until it, then, we'll just stay real and expect the worst. No pun By the way, I want to I want to point out that we all want the best for it. Like, we yeah, don't, man, we, I, I, I like we I, don't want to shit I on it. I catch a bad I catch a bad rap on Facebook when I like debate people with this because I like I'm always the morbid one and like 
oh, you need to light a candle. And I'm like, light, <laughs> light a candle and burn it is what I want to do. Like, I'm just real. It's just nothing. Like, I told people before Wonder Woman came out on, like, certain groups, do not expect the same reaction for Justice League. And it seems like it's going in that direction. I'm like, Wonder Woman was different. It wasn't trying to connect anything. And people are like, oh, but there was connections to the DCU, but not the central story. Exactly. So that's why it worked. Yeah. So, but we'll see what happens. I mean, I'll be the first to admit, I think all of us will. If we're wrong, we're wrong. Oh yeah, of course. So, and as far as I don't the, think I, I don't think we will be, but yeah. No, I remember. <laughs> as far as the movies that were announced, though, I think the ones that are gonna get made are the origin stories because I I really feel like they're gonna put their bank into that, and then the Batman movie, and I think the Harley Quinn and Joker one is in trouble. So yeah, well, so what happens if Justice League like bombs, like all those other people who are getting solo movies? Because you have like Aquaman coming out, and then the Flash, even though they're not really the and only they found the, the only one filming right now. Is Aquaman, that so get, I that get scrapped. So I think if this movie does terrible, I don't know if it'll get. I was I was scrapped. If they're not gonna go, if yeah, that's like a good. Justice, you're gonna go watch Aquaman. That's true, man. To me, they like I've said this oh, before. God, on scrap the Flash and cast Grant Gustin and yeah. do like a, a movie version of the TV show. Like I've said this on the podcast before. If this fails, just do what works, man. Do Batman, do Superman, Wonder Woman. You too. saw you do another Wonder Woman movie because it worked, and then. Harley Quinn worked like incorporate her into Joker into the Batman story the way he should, and that's it. Suicide Squad and like I mean I actually liked Will Smith in it too. Like there's there were good elements in Suicide Squad. Yeah, so, just not a chantress. Killer Croc, Jesus Christ. Oh. that's your boy. Oh God, Lou is telling me how much he loves Killer oh, Croc in no. that. Stereotypical. Uh, he's like stereotypical I, black alligator. My favorite part. I look beautiful. My favorite part was when he's like. You got any requests? I want beats <laughs> in my cell. <laughs> like, I feel bad talking crap about Cara Delevingne because I was like, oh, why are we trying to make her a thing? So the only really solid actor in that fucking Valarian movie was her. She was good. She actually was very good in it. Like, if you, I think if you give her the right role where she can be, like, feisty and, like, because that seems to be her personality, like, she can be good. So yeah, I kind of I feel bad. I don't know. She's looked awkward to me outside of Enchantress. I actually like, uh, oh, my God, what the fuck is that movie that came out two years ago? Paper Towns? Paper I like Paper Towns. Oh, you like Paper Towns? Don't give me crap for liking anything. Oh, she was. You like Varsity Blues. She was. Huh, that's Paper good. Towns. That's because Varsity Blues is good. Paper what happened? Towns. I said she was in Paper Towns. I forgot about that. Yeah, I like uh, it. That, that lead guy was in Death Note, which was not that bad. Oh. I have a review. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Nice. But I have no connection to like the originals. Like I, I've never read the manga or, or I've never saw like the like any previous incarnation of that movie. So I think... Uh, I, as I'm watching it, I thought it was fine, but I think fans might have issues with it. Well, uh, I'm, I thought it was okay. Well, we'll find out your review this week. So, for this week's Real Chronicles, I'm David. This is Lou. Guys. And Jen. See you guys next week. Thanks for listening. You can find our show notes and more at realtalking.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Real Chronicles. Love what you hear? Leave us a review and tell your friends. If you have a topic you want us to cover, shoot us an email at realtalkinc at gmail.com. Until next Monday, keep it real.